Hey there, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast, the show where we're all about helping you feel confident both as a mom and a business owner. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, mom of two, former teacher, and full-time photographer and business coach. Each week, we'll discuss the challenges, success, and secrets that make you say, I can do this, because you absolutely can. So pop in those earbuds, grab your favorite snack, and let's get ready, because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. We are continuing our Marketing Myths series, kicking off the new year, busting some marketing myths. And this week's myth that we are breaking down is the idea that your business is for everyone. So when I started my photography business, I had this idea of, I will work with anybody that's willing to pay me to take their pictures. And so I did not have a specific target person or audience that I was trying to attract in my business. And it worked for a little while. For a little while, very early on in my business, I was able to just put out content and hope that anybody would see it, that it would attract anybody into my business. But that did not last very long. And ultimately, the biggest turning point in my business, the biggest sort of aha light bulb moment was when I really honed in on who my ideal client was and started speaking directly to them. So I'm going to go through and kind of explain how that all happened and how you can make it happen for your business as well. So backing up, when I was running my photography business, probably about three years in, because the first year was kind of halfway running a business, The second year, I really gave into, like, this is a business, I'm running it like a business, but I was really focused on the skill piece of it, which if you go back and listen to the last episode of the Marketing Myth series, you'll learn all about how you need more than just skills in your niche, you need marketing strategies. But I was really focused that second year on how can I get better at my skill, how can I learn photography, how can I get better at taking photos, And then by year three was when I was like, okay, now it's time to figure out how to grow my business, market my business, because what I'm doing, I've kind of hit a plateau. And I decided I was still working full time. So all of the money I was making from my business was going back into my business. And so I decided to join a group coaching program, kind of a a marketing mastermind, if you will. And one of the first things that our coach had us do was this ideal client profile. She wanted us to answer like a 100 question sort of survey about our ideal client and then summarize it with like a paragraph or two of who this person was. And I remember getting this assignment and thinking, this is dumb. (laughs) Like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to figure out what this person's coffee order is at Starbucks or what TV show she's watching at night or how many kids that she has? Like, why does that matter to who I'm trying to attract as a photography client? And so I didn't give it really much effort. And when we met the following week for our group session, and she was kind of going around the group and asking, you know, this person to tell their ideal client and this person to tell theirs. And she got to me and I gave my response. And she said, she was like, well, I really think you can be more specific. I think you can hone in a little bit more on who this person is. And I was just completely honest that I don't understand the purpose behind this. I don't understand how this is going to help me market my business because I genuinely did not understand. I genuinely had no concept of how 
being so specific on who I was trying to, you know, market to or sell my services to, how that was going to help me grow my business when it, all it felt like was that I was narrowing the target to such a small point, there was no way anybody was going to ever fit into that point. And I was already feeling like I was struggling to find clients. And the idea of getting so specific made it feel even harder to find those clients. And so she offered to get on a one-on-one call with me and we did. And she explained to me how this ideal client avatar or profile, whatever you want to call it, how it really can help you to appeal to these these specific people through your messaging, through your content, through your website, through everything you do is about this person. And after that, I said, okay, I still don't know that I fully believe in this. (laughs) I'm just being honest here. I bucked this system so hard for so long. I said, I don't know that I fully buy into this just yet, but I'm going to go through the, I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust what you're telling me because I want to do something, I need to do something different. So I did the questionnaire. I had a client that I had worked with prior to doing this, because she said, if you have someone that you've already worked with that you're like, I loved this client, this client was amazing, I want all my clients to be like her, use that as your starting point. And so I did. I went into it, I answered the questions, I created the profile, and I got back to her the next week, and she was like, yes, this is so much better. We're going to use this. This is who everything else you create is for. And I still, like I said, it took me a while to buy into it. It took me a while to really have my eyes open to, oh, this makes so much sense. And there have still been times in my business where I have forgotten the value and the importance of having an ideal client. And every time that I have lost sight of that, my business has struggled. Every time I've lost sight of who I'm speaking to, I have struggled to find clients. And so what I want to help you do today is I want to help be what that coach was for me and helping me to understand why this is so important. Because I know there's a lot of you out there listening to this or who have listened to past episodes where I've talked about this and you're still going, I don't understand how this is going to help me because it seems really, really restricting. So let's start by talking about that. The idea that limiting your ideal audience to a specific group of people is going to limit who you can have as clients. The reality is that the more specific you get, the more targeted your messaging is, your branding is, your content is, the more you're going to draw people in that fit that ideal client avatar. And I always like to say it's kind of like a bullseye or a spider web. But the bullseye, you know, you have the center. You're aiming for that center. You're aiming for the ideal client you have created in your ideal client profile. And sometimes you're going to hit the bullseye and you're going to get that client that is exactly dead on to who you've described in your ideal client avatar. Sometimes you might get a client that's on the next ring out. There may be aspects of your ideal client that they can relate to, that they connect with, but they're not a 100% match. There may be parts of their personality or their life or whatever that just isn't exactly what you have set up as your ideal profile, but they're close. And then you go to the third ring out and you're like, okay, 
they still have some similarities. There's still something in my branding, my content that has attracted them, but I'm not, they're not a hundred percent. They're not even really like 75%. They might be 50% your ideal client. And of course it gets for, you know, less and less, the further out you go on the target. I like to use examples from other industries. So let's talk about one in particular, which is Under Armour. Under Armour, at their core, their target audience are athletes. That is why you see Under Armour sponsoring high school you know, football teams or college athletes. They are aiming for those high-performing athletes. That is their target audience. That is their bullseye. However, they are also going to appeal to anybody who claims to be athletic, who works out a lot, who wants to train in certain arenas, who is running marathons, or who coaches certain sports. You're going to have those in that second ring out. They have a 75% match. They may not be a professional athlete. They may not be a high-performing athlete, but they are someone who values the same things that those athletes value. Then you continue to move out to those those outer rings, and the further out you get, the further you get away from their ideal audience. However, there are people, myself included, who own Under Armour products because I like the brand and I like the idea of you know being a, an athlete. When in reality, I'm wearing it to lounge around my house, or I'm wearing it to walk my dog, or maybe occasionally wearing it to go work out. But I'm not their ideal audience. However, their product, their brand, their messaging still attracted me in some form or fashion. So when you think about the idea of, oh, this is going to limit who I can appeal to because it's going to become so restricting, the opposite is actually going to happen. You're going to laser focus on that one thing, but it's going to have a a splatter effect, if you will, that it's going to be able to reach out beyond just that central target. But the goal is that it streamlines everything you do in your business. Having that ideal audience, having that target, that specific target you're aiming for is going to help make everything else you do in your business so much easier because you have a very specific person in mind that you are talking to when you are creating all these other aspects of your business. I'll give you a perfect example. So in my photography business, there was about four to five years where I was photographing primarily weddings. And from that, I branched off into photographing boudoir sessions because I had a wedding client ask about doing boudoir sessions. I was like, sure, I can do that. Let's do it. That's awesome. Had to Google the word boudoir because I didn't know what that really meant. But I fell in love with doing boudoir sessions and that became a huge part of my brand. And eventually I quit doing weddings when COVID came along and I transitioned into doing boudoir pretty much full time. And in that, my idea in the beginning was, oh, my ideal client is the same. My ideal client for boudoir is the same as it was for weddings. It's kind of mid twenties to late twenties, younger brides who want to do photos for their groom to give on their wedding day. And I would have clients come in that would be in that demographic. But what I really started noticing was that I was getting a lot of clients coming in to do boudoir sessions that were much older. They were in their late 30s to mid 40s, sometimes even up to 60s. 
But my sweet spot, those sessions that I really walked away from going, that was amazing. I feel so energized by that session were the ones where the women were 30s to 40s, late 30s to mid 40s. They had kids. Their kids were a little bit older, like elementary, middle school age-ish, sometimes even older than that. And they were in a phase of life where they were ready to rediscover who they were as women. They were done being someone's mom. I mean, not done. You're never done. But you know what I mean. They were tired of just being so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's wife or this job title or that job title or whatever the titles that were attached to them were. And what I found was that in the time that they would come in, they would sit in the hair and makeup chair for about an hour and a half. We would talk and we would connect. And these were the women I could connect with on such a deeper level. And we would talk about the impact that these photos were going to have. And then I got to see the actual impact that these photos had on their, you know, the way they looked at themselves, the way that they carried themselves, just their opinions of themselves changed in that three hours that we were together. And that is where I was like, oh, this, this is my ideal client. It's not the 25-year-old bride who could take beautiful photos on her iPhone. It's the 42-year-old mom who wants to rediscover who she is after this other phase of her life is kind of coming to a different point. And so I changed everything in my messaging. When you go onto my website and you look at my boudoir page, one of the first things it says is, I get, I get it. You are so much more than just a mom, a wife, and a, you know, the titles that you carry. You give everything you have to all these other people. It's time to give back to yourself. And I carry that over into all of the messaging, every blog post, every social media content piece, every reel, every, you know, wording on my website, my pricing guide, my um, print gallery guide, like all that is aimed at this one particular person. It is aimed at, I named her Sarah. She is 38. She's a mom of two. She's married. She's a full-time nurse. And I have created this entire brand around what does Sarah need in order to have no doubt in her mind that this is a session that she needs to have for herself. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. And so once I did that, everything else came so easy to me. 
because before I really had this clear vision of who she was, I was talking to nobody. Honestly, my content was very generic. It was, you know, do you want to feel beautiful? Come take pictures. I mean, obviously I was a little bit more judged up than that, but you get the point. It was the same type of content you would see on just about every single other boudoir photographer's website. It was very plain. It's appealed to nobody in particular. And as soon as I switched it up and I said, no, I'm talking to the woman who is ready to rediscover who she is outside of all these other things that she does on a daily basis, everything fell into place. My business took off. I was being referred by people all the time because they would come in, they would feel connected, they would have the experience, they would go tell all their friends about it, and then I would get more bookings off of that. All from this one simple change that I made. It was that simple, but it really did impact everything else I did. So if you have this feeling now, like you sit down to create content for your business and you're like, oh, it just does not feel inspired. It feels so boring and I don't even know what to say. I'm just talking about my latest clients or my latest this or that. This is the change you need to make because when you are able to create content for her, in my case for Sarah, when I sat down to go, okay, what do I know are some struggles that she has? Well, she doesn't feel comfortable in her skin because once you've had kids, everything changes and she is feeling less than, but she compares herself to everybody around her. She's comparing herself to strangers on the internet. I can talk about that. Um, she struggles with the idea of like, am I good enough as a mom? Am I doing the best that I can for these kids? Like I'm wearing myself thin. Everything's about them and not about me. I can talk about that. She wants to reconnect with her significant other because after she's had kids and she gives everything she has to her career, she has nothing left in the tank at the end of the day. So she wants to reconnect with her spouse, her significant other on a romantic level. I can talk about that. I can share date night ideas. I can do all these things. The content well opened up and it just started flowing because I now felt like I had a very clear direction on who I was talking to and what they needed from me. Whereas before I was like, well, I'm just talking to women, women who want to take pictures. That is not specific enough to really get detailed in your content. The other thing that happens when you start to get really specific in who you're talking to in your content and in your messaging is you start to stand out from everybody else in your industry. So I challenge you, I want you to go on Instagram when you have a few minutes and I want you to look at other people in your industry and I want you to see how many of them you can tell very clearly who they're speaking to. And I'm going to speak for the photography industry because obviously that's what I do. That's what I know. There are so many people out there who are amazing photographers, but they have no clear direction on who they're speaking to. When I go to their Instagram accounts or when I go to do their websites and do audits and things like that, the first thing I notice is everything is so generic. It's, I take great photos, come pay me for them. But I want more. People want more. And as we're going into 2024, one of the trends that I see coming out of this year that I really predict is going to be something that we see more and more on social media is that people are going to become very picky about who they are going to engage with and who they are going to choose to follow. 
And they're going to want people that they really connect with. It's all about connections. If you don't feel a connection with someone's brand, you're going to be less likely to engage with their content. You're going to be less likely to want to follow them any longer. You're going to click that unfollow button or you're not going to follow them in the first place. And you're definitely not going to look into how to work with them more. And so if you want your brand to really stand out and you want your brand to get that engagement and that connection and that traction with your audience, the best way to do that is to get very specific in who you are creating content for. And so if you want to stand out in your niche, in your industry, this is one of the best ways to do that. All right, the last piece I want to talk about here is a question that I get sometimes when we're talking about ideal clients and really honing in on who you're speaking to in your business is what if I feel like my business has different ideal clients for different aspects of my business? Okay, here's my thoughts and my take on that. Again, I'm going to go with a photography example. You are a photographer. You maybe offer family sessions and maternity and newborn sessions. So you are like, okay, well, I have two different ideal clients because I have the mom with young kids who wants great photos of her family. Maybe she's a stay-at-home mom. She really loves things that kind of feel natural and organic. Then I also have these, you know, maternity clients that are first-time parents who are sort of navigating the idea of like, what is it going to be like to be a parent? Those feel like two different, you know, audiences. How do I speak to both? Here's the thing. Even if you offer three or four different products or services, and they all feel like they have a different ideal client, ultimately there is something that ties them all together. There has got to be something in your brand that is the underlying current to everything else you offer. Otherwise, your brand is too discombobulated. So the example of the photographer who's a family photographer and a maternity newborn photographer you're really speaking to the same person at just a little bit of a different phase of life. So maybe your ideal client is a mom, whether she's a first-time brand-new mom or a mom of five, but she's a mom who really values you know, healthy um, foods and healthy products in their home. She really loves organic, natural, light, bright. Everything is neutral. Everything, you know, like you have this sort of vibe and this feeling of who she is. The only difference between your family client versus your maternity client is where they're at in their phase of life, but you can still hone in on who she is at the core of who she is. So if you're thinking my business speaks to four different people, I encourage you to go, okay, yeah, maybe there's four different people in these four different phases, but what is it about all of them that is similar? You know, you think about like that Venn diagram where you have like the circles that overlap. What's in that middle? What's in that overlapping piece that you can then really speak to and then branch off when you get more specific on what you offer? So if you're that family maternity photographer and the overlapping piece is that you are speaking to women who really love things that feel very natural and they don't love things that are sort of overly done. They want everything to be kind of minimalist and simple and just get back to basic sort of feel. That's the underlying current of your brand. And then as you're speaking to the maternity, the new brand new mom for the first time, you can get very specific about where she's at, the phase of life that she's in when they go to that portion of your site or that piece of your your marketing uh, materials. 
And then when you're talking to the mom of four or five kids who's further down the line, who has a little bit more experience, you can speak to her in a little bit different way in that marketing materials. But again, it all comes back to that overlapping piece of the Venn diagram is what do they have in common that makes your brand your brand? And there's always a piece this is going to come back to. It's a little bit of yourself. If you do not feel connected to your ideal client, if you don't feel connected to your brand in some form or fashion, then you might need to reconsider your target audience because your target audience can't be so far on the opposite spectrum from you. Otherwise, there will no, there'll be no personal connection there. You know, if Under Armour was saying that their target audience, these high-performing athletes, but yet everybody that starts the brand are couch potatoes who are just sitting around watching Netflix all day, there's going to be a disconnect. They're not really going to know how to speak to that client. So there has to be aspects of you in your ideal client. Now, she might be in a different phase of life, or she might be in a different income bracket, or she might be living a little bit different lifestyle than you. But again, it always has to come back to there needs to be a foundation that you, because you are your brand at this point, you have to connect with your clients in some form or fashion. So what can you do to find those, again, those overlapping Venn diagram pieces where it's your ideal client, yourself, and your brand all meet in the middle for one really beautiful moment where everything comes together? All right. I hope you found this episode really helpful. I hope it's giving you some clarity around the importance of knowing who your target audience is. If you are looking for some additional help in this area, you maybe just want like a brain dump or you need something to kind of guide you through and walk you through the process of creating your ideal client avatar. I do have a free ideal client workbook. You can grab it down in the show notes below and download the workbook. It will walk you through a lot of the same processes that my business coach from years ago walked me through, giving you sort of the step-by-step of here's what you need to think about, write it out, um, you know, brain dump all the things, create your client profile, and then how to take it and use it into your marketing. So you can head down to the show notes and grab that workbook now and get started building your ideal client profile. One more thing before you go, there is another link down the show notes that leads to an ask me anything form. This is where you can submit questions that you would like to have answered here on the podcast. They can be general business marketing questions, or they can be specific to something you are struggling with in your business. You never know when your question might be the catalyst for a future podcast episode, or I might just answer those questions all in one episode here on the show, but I would love to hear from you because your questions, your comments, your input are what help keep this show pertaining to what it is that you want to hear from me. I want to create content that I know is going to be helpful and valuable to you and your business. So submitting that form, asking me your burning questions is going to be incredibly helpful. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here this week. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you back here. Same time, same place. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on socials at Girl Means Business. See you next week.